Bokar Tov. We are continuing in Parashat Mishpatim. Sorry for the background noise. Uh, the Rosh Chodesh Tfilot are a little bit longer, or significantly longer. <laughs> They're encroaching on our, on our Shiratan. It's glowing today. Look at this. Um, it's glowing. All right, all right. Uh, Mishpatim, Perekaf Aleph, Pasuk 28. It's because of Rosh Chodesh. Yes. And when the moon isn't there, somebody's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pasuk, Pasuk 28. <laughs> let's, let's go a little bit fast because by Sunday, the, the real crux of the parashat, to be honest, the part of the parashat that I find the most fascinating is the last 20-30 psukim, yeah. which is about B'nai Israel's inter- further interactions with Borei Olam and Moshe at Har Sinai, you know, after, after they get all of these laws or something. So the goal would be to study that on Sunday. Okay, let's go for it. Right. So let's go. If, a, if an ox gores a man or a woman and the person dies, then the, sh- the, the ox must be killed. You must not eat its flesh. Uh, and the person who owns it is not as clean of the death penalty. Um, and, and that's also assuming that it wasn't a shore. But if it's a shore that, if it's an ox that you would have expected it to strike people or, or gore people. And it became clear to the owner, but he did not, he did not guard it. The, the ox still must be killed, but also the owner must quote unquote die, meaning he must be liable for the death. He must, he must pay for the death. If they, in, if they institute a fee upon him, then he must pay as, to, as whatever is established for him to pay. Whether it's a man or a woman that is gored, it's the same law. But if it's a servant that the, that the shor, that the, if it's a maidservant that the ox uh, gores, then he must pay the value of that servant to the owner instead. Pasuk 33. Let's say somebody opens up a pit or he digs a, a, a pit uh, and he does not cover it and then some, somebody, some animal falls in, piece of property falls in. Then he must pay the value of the live ox or the live whatever fell in to the animal, to the, to the owner, sorry. And then he keeps the, the dead animal instead. So the owner walks away even. You know, he walks away with, uh, without having lost anything. And then this guy, uh, he has the difference, meaning he, he holds the dead animal, which is worth very little. So he has to pay a significant amount, but he holds the dead animal. So it's like he pays out 100 and he keeps something worth 20, yes, you know. Gets... Okay. Uh, let's say an animal uh, uh, gores another animal and it dies they sell the one that is alive and they split that the, the value of that one and then they split the value of the dead one Oh no, that. But if it was known, but if the owner knew that it was, an, it was a, a goring ox then he must give him the live ox or he has to pay him the value of a live ox and he just keeps the dead one. So if he had no reason to suspect, then his, his damage, I mean, you could work it out, but the, the money that, that his, uh, his payment that he must pay is less. If, he, if, if it was an ox that was not expected, obviously then his liability is also less. Okay, we're not going to go into the math. 37. If a person steals an ox or a sheep 
and he slaughters it or he sells it, then he has to pay five times the ox and four time, uh, five times the sheep and four times the ox. And the Midrash goes into why he does that, why, why he must... Uh, why is the difference? What is the difference? You have to pay five five, so the Midrash goes into the difference between five and four. Well, they say that, that Rashi, I think, says that because when a person wants to steal a sheep, it's much harder to steal a sheep. He has to carry it on his back. Oh, okay. And because he carry it on his back, then he doesn't have to, um, he, has, he doesn't have to pay as much. He only has to pay four. It's incredible how all of these, like these types of king, there's Masikhtots, Masikhtots, yeah, 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 there is, written there is so on, much. Books. I was I was considering looking into the Midrash Adacha and trying to go through something there, and it's so difficult. I know the art scroll came out with the art scroll came out with the Chumash that has all of the Gemarot. Amazing. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, Let's say a, a thief of the night is found in a tunnel going to someone's house and he's struck and he's killed. Then he has no liability on the killer. But if it was light outside, then he does have liability, then the killer does have liability. Now, uh, he must pay, the, the thief must pay, and if he does not have, then he gets sold because of his theft. So that's one of the ways a person ends up being a Jewish slave, is if he steals. Okay? And the difference was, at night, you can expect the, the burglars of the night to be more aggressive, so if you kill them, then there's no liability, but if they're in the daytime, then they're less aggressive. Because they're not going to be as aggressive. Uh, apparently. Okay, three. And this is the basic rule, that if you find the uh, ox or the donkey in the person's possession alive, then whenever they have to repay for theft, it's always double. When is it four or five? When, not, uh, when they when you don't find it, when, whenever this person steals it and he, and he sells, sells it, it already, or he kills it, but if he still has it live, then the payment is that plus double. Okay, okay. Let's say somebody is is giving to his animals to eat from his field, and his animals go and eat from somebody else's field, then he must pay the value of whatever his animals ate, but he must pay from the best, from the metal, yeah, he has to pay from the best of his uh, stuff, from the best of his uh, uh, produce. Let's say somebody lights a fire in his field and it goes and it burns somebody else's field, then he must, because he was, you know, uh, liable or he's negligent in the fact that he lit on fire something that he probably could have gotten somebody else's field then he must pay for whatever is burnt let's say a person gives to his could it be quiet when I, if a person gives uh, to his friend uh, if a person gives to his friend money or vessels to, to guard, then if, if it's stolen from the person's, from, from that person's house, uh, if the, if the uh, thief is found, then he has to pay double to the original owner, obviously, not to the person, yes. obviously not to the person who is guarding it. Now, what happens if the thief is not found? Then you have a situation here in which the person guarding kind of looks bad because yes. they can't find a thief the items are gone, and the person who was guarding it was the last person who had possession of it. Yeah. So you have to do a swear. Okay? They must come to the judges 
So first of all, the person, he, uh, he gets off by making a swear. That was Pasuk 8. Uh, that was Pasuk 7, sorry. That he has to, um, he has to come to the, to the courts and swear that he's not uh, done anything. And, if, and on any matter that's a debate between two people, Whoever the courts make out to be the, the one who is at fault or the one who is liable or guilty, then he has to pay the double. I'm not going into all the details because I'm, I'm, I'm not even translating exactly, but I'm just giving you the, the gist of everything. Pasuk Tet. Now let's say a person gives to his friend a donkey or an ox or a sheep and any, or any animal to guard and it dies in his possession. It wasn't stolen, but this time it dies. It dies. Uh, or it gets, uh, or it gets, it gets, it gets, uh, I don't know the difference between stolen or nishba or, or taken in, in captivity. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't know the, honestly what the difference is. But it either gets it gets uh, damaged, and nobody sees. Then he must swear a, a swear to God, stating that he has not sent his hand and damaged the property of his friend. And then the owner just takes whatever is left the, the damaged goods, and that's it because the guy swore. But if it's stolen from him, then he must pay. Because if he's there to guard it, and his job was to guard it, yes, right? There's a, diff- there's a difference if you pay to guard paid, or if yeah. you're not paid to guard. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, there's all this. Right, exactly. If the guy's charging you, then it's, the, the, then it's really yes, like. But that you could learn was Masachet Baba Batra Kama, one of them. It's Baba Messiah, so So you learn in sixth grade. Okay. If it is, what is this last thing? If it is, what is this last thing? If it be torn to pieces, he must bring, uh, he should bring it for witness. I, I honestly, I don't even know what I, I, what this law is uh, referring to. What is the meaning of Pasuk 12? If it, pays, uh, if it shall be torn to death, he shall produce a witness. Oh, 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 oh. It, okay, perfect, perfect. I, I'm, I'm guarding the animal, I'm guarding the animal, and then it's, it's brought to... And then all of a sudden, some fox comes and uh, wolf comes and, and it's, t- tears uh, it to pieces. Uh, it says, uh, right. it's, like a, it's like a wild animal. You can't control uh, right. the lion comes. Right, in. right, exactly. So then because I can't control that, then I just bring the, tor- the torrid animal. Yeah. I bring it and it becomes, it serves as my witness. By the way, there's an interesting study on all of these laws that a lot of them are very, very related to the story of Yosef. The story of Yosef being sold down to Egypt. Uh, apparently, there have been studies that uh, that a lot of the language matches the language of the story of Yosef. So when do we see, uh, what, what in this Pasuk in 12? You bring it as witness. Whether they brought Tarof Toraf Yosef as witness to their father. There's another one. If a woman is in a fight with, if a man or two, or, or if two men are fighting, they're, they're and then and then the pregnant woman steps in, and then she gets hit in the middle of the fight, karahu ason, or veloihe ason. Now, what do we have by Binyamin? Yaakov says, right? Yaakov says, karahu ason. So I have to. I mean, you could look on Alpha Beta. They do a whole yeah. thing on it. I didn't look into the reason for it, but it's just interesting linguistic parallels. Next, 13. 
If the person borrows an item, now last time it was the person guarding and doing a favor for the owner. Now he's borrowing from his friend and it breaks or it, or it dies. If the owner was not there, then he must pay. He's borrowing it. But if the owner was there when it happened, then the owner was also there, meaning, meaning there's no way to claim that the guy could have been any more careful because the owner was there too. So then... Um, together right exactly in sakhir hu babisharo that I, I again also don't know what it means oh 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 meaning and if he had rented it out yes. then it must be deducted i guess from it just comes out of his rent payment i meaning he he lost it so it comes it. right exactly that, that's saying even if it's rented to the guy if the owner is there he's then he still also the guy isn't liable okay Let's say a person seduces a non unmarried woman and he um, and he sleeps with her. He must give her the payment in order to make her his wife. Right? Um, the same as the ketubah, no different. Yeah, exactly. That's the, the mohar. The mohar that's the payment that a person gives to a woman to become his wife is that is basically what ends up becoming the ketubah. Okay, so now what's the idea here? That if a man seduces the woman and she gives in willingly, then he must offer her the chance to be his wife. Obviously, she can refuse, but what the benefit to her is that in the if a woman who had been tainted was not no longer a virgin. Then it's not. Uh, was not. Rashi, Rashi, Rashi explains it. It says. Nobody, so nice. you know. Right. That's describing the. That's right. describing the seduction. The seduction. Right. Yeah. So in this case. It's not forced. In it, yeah. In this case, it's not exactly forced. It's, it's but it's also it's a younger seduction. girl. I mean, I think the assumption of the text that it's a younger girl yeah. who was more, uh, who could have been more swayed, right, by a conniving man. Um, but the idea is to protect her. The idea, all these laws are protect her. Yes. But the, if the father refuses to give her, which, I, which would be understandable, then the father takes money relative to how much is paid to virgin women. Uh, things. So what it means for the father basically is that even though his daughter has lost her value because she's no longer a virgin, if he does marry her off to someone else, he already has a payment from the first guy, so the father is making it out even. Meaning yeah, the family is, of the woman makes yeah. it out a bit so even. they're not going to get it from the second one. Right. Next, uh, a person who is engaged in witchcraft should not be kept alive, should be killed. Anybody who sleeps with an animal must be put to death. If a person sacrifice, sacrifices to the gods besides for Hashem then he must be killed also Yahoram it must be like a khirim right so the way you read the Pasuk is if a person sacrifices to gods besides for Hashem then he is killed you shall not you shall not wrong or hurt or pain a yeah. proselyte and you should not pressure him to get him any time but it's time because you Where? were proselytes in the land of not, Egypt you were strangers in the land of Egypt you do not, not do anything fraudulent to him no tone tone here means to not pain him uh, I don't know and so there's there's there are different types of, of pain okay 
onat mamon is one type of causing pain, which is whenever you hurt someone financially. You pressure someone See. financially. That's onat mamon. That's, that would be financial deception. But then there is, there is typical onat, like inui, yeah. which is just causing, yeah. you know, which is just causing them. Uh, it's interesting. I, I actually don't know. I'm not exactly sure if I if I if it's I'm right. Like to say to bully. To bully, yeah, yeah, exactly. Lotone is bully. I just don't know. Not I don't know if tone is the same shortish as tianne. Rashi explains yeah, it. He says it. He says it, it is tianne. No, how do you spell? I know, but what would is with an I and usually no, it's an aleph. How, how, what is it there? It's here, it's at the Aleph. That's what I'm saying. It seems like it may be a different shorish. Ona Devarim versus Inui versus Te'anne. Okay, so some, some uh, ling- linguists should explore that. I, 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 maybe I'll ask Rabbi Maruf if I see, see him. What the ton- how the word Tone compares to yeah, Inui. Because it doesn't, I don't know if... Right, I don't know if it's the same shorish. So maybe everything I'm saying is just wrong. But we'll see. Pasuk Kaf. Uh, 20, 21 actually. See, this yes. one is for sure. Tone sure, yeah. is the first pasuk. Now we have te'anun, which is for sure inun, which is, yeah. means, means afflict, right? You should not afflict the, the widow and the orphan. Let's go a little bit more. Um, if you do uh, afflict them and they cry out to me I will listen to their cries and I'll get angry and I'll, I'll hit you with a sword and your wives will be widows and your sons will be orphans so that is that we'll continue with Rosh Sunday on Im Kesef so we did good today we covered a bunch you know there's, there's certain there's certain halakhot that were brought out immediately certain ones that it came out later and if, she's, if you, I'm trying to look at it to see the reasons why certain ones were brought up right where they came out of Mitzrayim like you know they were probably these are the basics of right, right, right. Day. It's like not, the not ten. Exactly. They were slaves, and now they were. They, who knows what they were? Doing? I think. I think we're but building. I think we're building. Like you know, the, the, I think the order of the instruction. Somebody was asking me this last night about mitzvot that were given before, mitzvot that are given after, and I think the order works something like as Bnei Israel uh, do things that are clearly tied to a mitzvah. For example, making a parnasah with man, that is very tied to the mitzvah of Shabbat, right? Leaving Egypt, very tied to the Mitzvah of Korban Pesach. Brit Milah, tied to the family of Abraham. So these are the things that are given before. Now once we come to our, to our Sinai, basic. That was the basic. those are re-established as part of the Torah, of course. They're, they're re-instituted. Besides for that, the basics of, of, a basic, of a good society are given, the Ten Commandments. And then the laws that we have now are still being taught at Sinai. And they're like the outgrowths of the Ten Commandments. So all civil laws that are implications of the Ten Commandments. Like for example, one of the Ten Commandments is, is do not steal. Yes, so giving, 30 giving, of these laws are about, about yes. the laws of whenever the examples, there's a fight over examples, money. Yes. Right. And so it seems like that's what's going on here. Yeah, we're building Bnei Israel up. We first start them with the mitzvot that are very relative to what they're going through. Then they get to Mount Sinai, they get the basics of a society, and then we keep building by exploring more of those laws as well. Okay, Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen, amen, amen.